fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. We are highlighting the athletes from the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And with us today is Natalie Taubert. Natalie, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So um, I research every guest that we bring on the show. And in re- and I love, I love when I find weird, quirky things oh, no. that you would never expect <laughs> to find from people. And so one of the things I found is that you are the COO of Sundance Meadows. Oh, yes, I am. And it looked like it is a place where you can go glamping. Yes, it is a place that you can go glamping. So what got you into the (laughs) glamping world uh, to the point where you became the chief operating officer of a glamping company? Yes. Uh, This is so funny. I was like kind of thinking it's been a while since I've been on a podcast and I was like, I wonder what, you know, I I don't really know Scott. I wonder what he's going to think about or what he'll ask about. Um, So that's really funny. And Sundance is something that I thought about. So um, yes, Sundance was a, it was actually a quarantine project for my family and I. Um, We live on a very large property and we decided that we wanted to use a portion of the property to bring people on and experience sort of this mountain living that we have. And so we were all home from work and couldn't go anywhere. So we decided to start building. Um, and we just kind of leveled the earth out a little bit and then felt like a cool thing would be to kind of get into the bell tent, canvas tent sort of vibe. And we, I guess the rest is really history. It took off and people really liked the idea and really liked the experience. Um, we had people come pretty quickly after things started opening up again, and it was sort of their first dive back into the world again and seeing other people. So it was really awesome to get to kind of be some of the first faces that they saw um, and kind of welcoming them into our space and then, um, yeah, letting them experience the Santa Cruz mountain life. Um, And it's been really awesome. So it's definitely something I spend a lot of my time on um, in a good way. It's It's a good experience and it's a good opportunity for our family here. So are you, are you typically an outdoor person? Uh, I would say yes. I preferably love the outdoors when it's sunny and hot. Um, but yes, I, I'm an outdoor person. And then like, I've noticed that even at the games in the campgrounds, they've started kind of like, um, a glamping option where (laughs) it's like a full, like furnished tent and, like I could never ever get my wife to go camping. Totally. But I may be able to get her to go glamping. Glamping, right. Well, that's the beauty of glamping, right? We're not we don't have like a spa here. It's not 
uh, we're not bringing you like breakfast in bed or anything like that. But the glamping aspect is you don't have to bring anything to go camping, right? So, which is the hassle for most people um, going out, especially with kids and camping, you've got to bring a tent and all that stuff. And if you're already not an outdoorsy person, that just feels really overwhelming. So we've got queen beds, like really comfortable beds that are completely made and very pretty. And that we got to decorate the insides. You know, there's a generator for power and there's just like, different ways to make coffee. And there's just fun elements that people always say afterwards, that was so nice to be able to come and to spend time, but not have to like clean up a tent afterwards. Or yeah, it's just, it makes it really, it makes it really easy. And you're sleeping in a bed. You're not sleeping on the ground. You, you had me at coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're big coffee people as well. So you, you live in Santa Cruz. Yes. The, the ori origin space of CrossFit. Yeah. How long ago, like you're kind of OG. Mm -hmm. Um, you go back to like 2014, I think 15. Yeah. 15 yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Um, so how did like, was CrossFit all around you or did it take you like looking for it to find it? That's, that's a funny question. So I didn't grow up in the Santa Cruz area. Um, I grew up in the Bay Area for sure, but not, I wasn't in Santa Cruz. So I actually went to San Jose State and then um, ended up leaving after college, lived abroad for a little while and then came back. That's when I met my husband and our families moved to Santa Cruz together. So I technically haven't been here forever. We've only been here for about five years now. Um, okay. And we sort of made the the leap as a family to move somewhere together. Um, and then so CrossFit was I did sort of stumble across it. I was done with my competitive water polo career and I clearly needed something else to be competitive with or to spend my time doing. And so I hopped into CrossFit and one of the strength and conditioning coaches at um, San Jose State at the time, he owned a, a CrossFit gym very close to state. So it ended up being a really natural progression for me to sort of just go from playing water polo to doing CrossFit. I just didn't do it competitively at all. Um, right away, I just sort of did classes and yeah, I wanted to be good and I wanted to be fast, but I, it wasn't much else for me for a, for a while. So you, you mentioned water polo. Yeah. Was that your sport like through high school or did you do other things as well? That was my sport through high school. So I actually swam, I started swimming and then swimming is cool. It's just not that cool. Um, so hey, I started, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> so I started playing water polo and I was like, yeah, I can get behind this. Um, it was, there was a lot more strategy and teamwork and, uh, I got to be aggressive in ways that I had really never been before. Um, and so that it sort of quickly became my main gig. Um, and then played all through high school and then played in college at San Jose state. So I was a swimmer. Okay. Um, okay. And our way of getting in shape because you weren't allowed to start swimming practice by state rules until a certain date. Yeah. But you could play water polo. <laughs> yep. So we, we played water polo to get in shape to start the, the swim season. Yeah. And frankly, I love the sport. 
I wish we had like an organized team where I lived growing yeah. up. Yeah. But we did not. Ooh. But my God, that is the most aggressive sport I've ever played. <laughs> and I played yeah. football and I played like I played other sports. And that was vicious. It. Yeah. Vicious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't even really realize that when I first started playing. I was pretty young when I first started playing. I played in, on a club team. And it. I remember at that age, I was playing, I, I was scrimmaging with a co, it was a co-ed scrimmage. And I was playing with some boys and I remember, like, I vividly remember the day that I was like, I want to be really good at this sport. And it was because like one of the boys did something not like inappropriate, but he like held me down in a way that I was like, I never want to feel that feeling again. Like it, it felt very much like he, uh, he asserted his strength over me and it and he, he held me down in a way that I was like oh my gosh like I can't believe that happened to me but then I attribute my like career in water polo to that one single human because after that day I was like I don't want that to happen to me again and so I'm gonna be really strong and I was young um but it definitely changed the trajectory for me and yes it is a very intense sport <laughs> so when when women so i've only played against other men yes are women as aggressive as the men are or more i, I think some people might say that women are more aggressive than men in water polo um i guess i don't really know but i would say that watching a women's game ends up being a little bit more aggressive than a men's game um it's very different right you know females have a lot of swimsuit to grab onto and there's it's just a different kind of play whereas i've played in co-ed leagues i actually played in a co-ed league um up until covid happened and then the only reason i stopped playing was because um quarantine and we couldn't play anymore but I remember playing with males and still to this day, it's different, right? Cause I can't grab onto anything. It's just body. Um, and so I remember like girls were very, I mean, I ripped swimsuits all the time, meaning like other people ripped my swimsuits. I mean, I'm sure I probably ripped a couple swimsuits in my life as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think they're both aggressive, but I think females might be a little bit more intense. Yeah. We wore multiple swimsuits Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be because it got that aggressive. Yeah. But there are there are technically rules that prohibit mm -hmm. that aggressiveness, but somehow it's let go. Yeah. And every time I've every time I've ever played it. Yeah. Well, it's there. I reft water pool for a little while as well. And also recognizing that there's a lot of things that go on underneath the water. And, you know, some coaches are huge proponents of, well, it's a, if it's underneath the water, what does it matter? You know, and so there's. It, yeah, it's a slippery slope for sure. And I think that just the nature of things being underwater and not always seen that a lot go like a lot gets passed and, and you wouldn't even really know it unless you're playing it. Yeah. My biggest difficulty was I was a, a distant swimmer, hmm. which didn't translate well to water polo. Hmm. Like I had the endurance to kind of like swim for a long time, but sprinting for the ball. Totally. Like there was, I just didn't have that quick twitch yeah. to get there um, super fast. Yeah. Um, but I swim all the way into college. And, wow. um, and so I attribute 
some of that to water polo to getting you there. Yeah. Yeah. I so, was a decent swimmer, but I think it just got a little monotonous for me. Yeah. Try swimming the thousand and sixteen fifty in college. Ooh. Yeah. That's See, that just doesn't sound desirable. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I retired my freshman year because I it was just too monotonous. Totally. Totally. I could see that. Yeah. Um, so let's then another funny thing I found out about you was that oh, you no. <laughs> competed in the Titan games. Oh yeah. Which Hot a topic. lot of, a lot of CrossFit athletes did, yeah. but they weren't allowed to say they were yeah. a CrossFit athlete. Yeah. I think there were some branding issues. Quite honestly, I don't remember all of it, but I remember that we couldn't say the word CrossFit. Um, and if we did, I think it got cut out in editing. Um, but yeah, we weren't we weren't allowed to drop the CrossFit name. So what makes someone say, hey, I want to try this? Well, so here's the deal. I think that there was some aspect of like, hey, I want to try this. But there was also some aspect of I think they did a lot of recruiting for the show as well. Um, so like I noticed like some traction on my Instagram page and people kind of following. And so like, yeah, there there's some aspect of like, I think a lot of the people for the show were asked to be on the show or were asked to go through the process of potentially being on the show. Um, I did watch the Titan games. I think, um, we don't have a TV up at our house, but down at my in-laws house, they had been watching the show. And my father-in-law was like, you would be really good at this show. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, it's, it was, it seemed more strength biased, you know? And so it, it kind of made a little bit more sense. Um, and then he ended up submitting like a, an application online. Like, I kid you not, I did not do it. Um, and he submitted an application and I ended up getting a call from a studio and it really, then it just sort of became this, like you talk to the next person, you talk to the next person, you talk to the next person. And then they had like a mini combine that you go and do, and then they ended up casting the show. So it was a pretty cool experience. I got to meet some really cool people on that show. So we've, we've actually talked to a lot of the contestants over the years, yeah. um, who just happened to be CrossFit athletes. Yeah. Um, Courtney Rizal, um, yeah. Kelly Stone, Margo, Margo, of course, Matt Chan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so th they all kind of say the same thing that when they got there, they realized it really wasn't a competition. It was a TV show. Totally. Which was like a lot to wrap my mind around. Right. That's gotta be hard for people who are ultra competitive, like a CrossFit yeah. athlete. Totally. I think that we all sort of dealt with that a little bit because it was like, I don't know, it wasn't really conducive for performance, right? Like they, I had to wear so much makeup and was doing so much filming and it didn't necessarily seem so much about like the events. It seemed more about like the people, which is fine. Um, but yes, I, I can totally agree with those sentiments. It was, it was less of a competition. I mean, if it was, if it was a competition, there would be so many pieces that would have been controlled um and they weren't you know there were there were aspects of it that it was like what that's not fair you know pieces that it was like that doesn't make sense but i think we all still treated it competitively at the time right because you you want to do well in some of those things um, but i remember talking to my coach at the time afterwards and i was like yeah this happened and this happened and this happened and i was like frustrated about it and i was like 
And afterwards he was like, but look, but how many of those things like can you control for or are, you know, it's just what pieces of that actually made sense. And in my mind, I was like, right, none of them, you know, like it just, it didn't, it wasn't fair. It, I, yes, there were pieces of it that were probably fair, but you can't, if things glitch or break or change or, you know, something doesn't happen right, it, it's not like they're going to fix it. You know, it's, it's how it is and it's on TV. And if you look good doing it, well, then that's awesome. So that's really what it came down to. And so when I realized that it really didn't have any precedence over my athletic abilities. I was like, yeah, that was a cool experience. And really what I took away from it was I still have friendships from that show. You know, I, I still have people that I'm close with. We still have a text thread that, I mean, what, it's 2023. And we still have a text thread from what was it 2019? It was right before COVID happened. Um, I think the show aired or the show aired in quarantine. I don't know, something like that. So the yeah. fact that we still have an active text thread going is kind of cool um and then being able to see some people at crossfit crossfit events and things like that has been really fun yeah i i everybody we talked to has said the same thing the friendships they made because you guys were like stuck in rooms for yeah. hours upon hours upon hours yes. right yeah and so it was either you get along or it was just going to be a miserable day totally a hundred percent. And I think that most of us recognize that. And it just became like a fun experience uh, to learn about each other and to, you know, we played games, we played, um, we learned dances, you know, different things like that. And, and just being able to spend time with each other. I think you could tell who was having a good experience and who wasn't. And the people that were having a good experience were those that were kind of engaging with other people and, and learning things about other people and, and growing relationships. So one funny story is when I had Kelly Stone on and we've, she's been on like three times, the first yeah. time I, yeah. before I even knew of the Titan games, yeah. I stumbled across her audition tape. Oh yes. Somehow on the internet. Like, I don't even know how I got to it. Yeah. And I, and it had her belly flopping. And so Isn't I brought that up in the, and she freaked out because she thought, like she may break the NDA because I found this tape. Oh, shoot. And the, the show hadn't even like, aired, yet. aired yet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember that her belly flopping uh, side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the thing that blew me away was when Matt Chan told me he didn't even get to keep the trophy. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like all this production, NBC all the money behind it and you can't let them keep the trophy. Oh my gosh. We felt that way too. We were like, can we keep a shirt? Could we keep a water bottle? Like, could we keep something? Um, I think like at the combine, we got like a hat and a, and like a towel. I was like, a shirt would be great. Like wearing my Jersey would be cool. Or like being able to keep my Jersey would be awesome. But it would, they were just so anti that it was funny, but yeah, yes, that, that makes no sense. Cause you'd only be promoting the show, right? Like, right. Why? I know every time I wear my Titan games hat, everybody's like, is that a Tesla hat? <laughs> no, it's a Titan games hat. <laughs> so, yeah. but yes. So all through this, you are a mom of three. Two. Two. Yeah. Okay. I, I have mean, three I, have, names. I have a four legged baby um, who is my dog. Um, is that but, one of the ones yeah. listed on Instagram? Oh, I have Sam. Sam, Azariah, and Judah. Samuel is my husband. I feel like his mom sometimes. 
Well, I'm sure my wife says that about me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, kind of kidding. Uh, but no, I just have two kids. Okay, so Sam is husband. Yes. And Azariah and Judah are your ch- children. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're this you're this super fit woman who becomes a mom. Mm-hmm. And how does like how does that change your life training wise? <laughs> I'm I'm sure in a huge way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I didn't start getting competitive at CrossFit until I had already had Azariah. Uh, like I said, I, I sort of just hopped into CrossFit and it was something that I did for fun and I did it with classes and, um, it, you know, it was cool to stay in shape and to be healthy and all of those things. And then um, Sam and I got married and two months into being married, I got pregnant. And so we had Azariah and I was still crossfitting. I crossfitted through my pregnancy. I mean, not super intense, right? Cause my relative fitness before that wasn't super high. I mean, I was fit from training, you know, for collegiate water polo, but really like it, I was an athlete, but I, I wasn't training at a super high intensity at all. And, um, then when I had Azariah, for some reason I decided I was like, yeah, I, I want to do CrossFit and I want to do it competitively. Um, I mean, it was probably like a year, maybe six months after that. And so the whole time I've been training for CrossFit, like to be competitive, I've been a mom. So that's not necessarily something that is like, all of a sudden it's so new to me that I'm a mom and an athlete. Um, so it, it, I've always had Azariah, um, in, in that journey. So it definitely is, um, it's a, it's a cool, it's been a cool experience. And I trained team before. So I was, um, on a team at just my local gym and we went to regionals when it was still regionals. Um, and then after that, it's when the format changed to sanctionals and made a team with, uh, some people in Santa Cruz. Well, three of us were in Santa Cruz. One of us was in Gilroy and we created a team then, and we did the sanctionals thing. And that was probably my most competitive um and or my fittest period of time and then um kind of stepped away from the team realm uh did the titan games thing and then we decided that we wanted to have another baby so we i ended up getting pregnant with judah and then having judah and um then sort of made the leap to start training again but it was never with the intention to go anywhere Um, It wasn't like, I want to go to the CrossFit games. It was, I want to get fit every day. And whatever that means for my life, then that's what it means for my life. And, um, you know, the first year after having Judah was a little bit slow. I I found myself kind of trying to get back into it a little bit too soon. And I had a couple back injuries, nothing, nothing crazy, just a little slap that was like, hey, you need to slow down a little bit. Um, but we was really invested in my local gym and doing class workouts and all of that. And then um, as I started getting strength under my belt and feeling ready to start jumping into a competitive program, I did that. And then, um, you know, really, I just did fitness when I had time for fitness and um, prioritized my family in, in the right way. And then it ended up being a smooth transition into 
competing in the open and then quarterfinals and then semifinals, um, which I, I'm going to be so honest with you. I never anticipated that happening. Um, so surprise, it's, yeah, big surprise. <laughs> so it's been cool. It's funny. Cause you, um, you'd mentioned earlier, my training partner, Kelly, and, um, we train with each other as much as we can. Right. I've got a crazy schedule. She's got a crazy schedule. Um, but she was always, you know, we bounce back programming stuff and, you know, checking on each other. And I really did a lot of cherry picking. Um, I hate to admit this, but I, I didn't, I don't like to ski a ton. And it's not that I don't like skiing. It's just that, I don't know. I, I just was like, when am I going to ski? You know, like, I'm not going to ski. There's not a skier in the open. There's not a skier in quarterfinals. And Kelly was always like, Matt, like there's a skier in semifinals. And I was like, okay and then i remember like not even really wanting to film my open workouts and she was like what are you doing and i was like all right and so i you know got back into the filming thing and you know really kind of sent it in quarterfinals and just was like completely blown away but in my mind i'm like gosh good thing kel told me to video my workouts because i might not have done that otherwise <laughs> so, so let me you talk about the filming I've, yeah. I've embedded myself with a couple at masters athletes during yeah. the season this year to do yeah. little documentaries. Mm -hmm. My goodness, the filming part of a workout oh is gosh. more stressful than the workout itself. It really is. And I think that's why I was like, I don't even want to fuss with it. Cause I feel like it's so, it's not like this, but I just feel like such a diva when I'm doing my workouts and it has to be like, Hey, could everybody quiet down so I can do my my intro and it just i feel like such a god i'm like ah, i'm so high maintenance i'm so sorry i'll hurry you know and it like never gets any better too i'm always like hi uh natalie and my name on the leaderboard is my maiden name so i'm always like natalie tao jennings and then i'm like what workout are we doing what region am i in like it just never gets any better and it's so nerve-wracking and then watching the video afterwards and like can they see that can they did i get this in there and it's just like i mean i was really good this year with quarterfinals i feel like i didn't because i didn't have this like weird pressure on myself i didn't obsess over my videos which i have the potential to do i i really like to make sure that things are above reproach and you know i, I that i wouldn't get called on anything. And I've met all the standards. Like that's really important to me. But this year I was really proud of myself for like, okay, I videoed it. I did it. It's done. If CrossFit asks for it, they can have it, you know? And, and I think that that was a really healthy place for me to be this year, but yes, it is so much. And on team, it was so funny too. Cause it was just like, we were all like, Hey, we're a team and we're doing workouts. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> Did, did you get any penalties this year? I did. I got one okay. penalty. Um, and what was it on? I got one no rep on the V up GHD workout and it was super legit. <laughs> like the, I was like, oh my gosh, when I got the penalty, I was like, how could they penalize me? Like I made sure my standards were on point. Like. I mean, and I got all huffy and then I was like, all right, Natalie, chill out, watch your video, see what they're talking about. I ended up doing only 24 V ups in one round and not 25. So I was like, that's legit. <laughs> Holy cow. It yeah, was never, funny. 
<laughs> wow. It was funny. So I just I, thought it'd be funny if like you didn't stress out and then all of a sudden you don't get any penalties. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I strangely enough, I know this this feels weird. I didn't have an intention to not do a rep, you know? It was the last set and I was very much like just listening to my judge at that point. Um, and like, I would really like to tell you that I'm totally in control all the time and I can um, just completely manage those things really well. But for some reason, I was like completely out of control of myself, just like going through the motions and I was just listening to my judge. So it actually felt better to get that no rep than like not meeting a standard. Cause I was like, well, yeah, I meant to do that rep and I would have done it well if I knew that I had to do it. So it was, it was pretty funny. So I love this post. This was immediately after quarterfinals. This yeah. was, I think your last event. Yeah. And you, you talk about the emotions hmm. of completing quarterfinals and hmm. I just want to share it with the audience. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm in like actual tears at that very moment. <laughs> and so you, you say in the post, you talk about that you're less than two years away from giving birth. Yeah. Um, and here you are in quarterfinals and I think it looks like from your post that you surprised yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that strength, well, I know that strength is my weakness. Um, my, my, I am like my max lifts are just not at the same level that everybody else's are. Um, and I don't really know how else to say that. I'm not like putting myself down. I just like, that's a thing for me. And so, and I'm not Tia, you know, I, I, I'm, my base of fitness was only so high before I gave birth, you know? So I wasn't like, yeah. So it just, being able to go into the heavy workout of quarterfinals and to just, it was like my damage control workout for quarterfinals where I was like, all right, I just, and I remember I didn't do that workout with Kelly because I was like, you need somebody to push you on this workout because I'm very much invested in her journey as well. Um, you know, I'm all for her making it to games this year. And like, that's, that's where a lot of my heart is in this experience. And so I was like, you got to do this with somebody who's going to push you. Like, I, I don't know that that's going to be me. And she was like, all right. And she did it with somebody else. And like, looking back on it, like we could have done it together. I mean, yeah, she would have crushed me, but like, I didn't, it, it was, it's not even that I did it. It's that I finished the workout and just, I felt so strong the whole time. I didn't feel like I didn't have to hesitate. I didn't feel like things were going to murder me. Um, and it just was like, such a gratifying experience because I had built that work up workout up in my mind to be like, okay, Natalie, like you're just going to have to do the best that you can with what you have um, because that's all you have right now. And that's okay. And so I was just in, I was in a good headspace, but I was, there was also a lot of emotion behind it. Like, you know, this is the heavy workout and you usually have to grind super hard for the heavy workouts. Um, and it just was like, it wasn't like that. It was, it just was all of my effort and hard work just like came to fruition in that moment. And like that barbell just felt so good. And I was like, oh, and so I think like after that last rep, I mean, I was holding back tears like on the last round. Cause I was like, I'm doing this. Like 
I feel so like nothing hurts. Like I just, I feel like I am, I'm getting somewhere. And so like finishing that workout and I think it was just all the pressure was like gone. I was like, I don't even care how the rest of the field did in this workout because I finished it and that's so cool. Um, and I just felt really, really stoked about it. So those tears were like all happy tears. They were all just like, so I completely surprised myself. I did not anticipate, you know, doing it the way that I did it and just like approaching every rep, every clean and jerk rep with just like, you know, just feeling out each barbell. I was like, this is so sick. So it was just like one of those reminders, like you love this stuff because you get to surprise yourself and your hard work, like you will see the progress. Um, you'll see the, um, yeah, the fruit of your labor. So it was cool. So the En Vogue thing lately is mom strength, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have all these CrossFit athletes mm. who are giving birth and coming back stronger than they were before. Yeah. You know, Ariel Lowen tried to make the CrossFit games for 10 years. Yeah. And then gives birth, comes back out of retirement and accidentally makes the games. Yeah. You know, you know, Annie hits that snatch at the yeah, games so, a year yes. after birth. As I'm in right? tears like, watching, yes. <laughs> right. And so yeah. I, what I want to ask you is, is that a real thing? I think that, I mean, my short answer is, yeah, I do. I think it's a thing. But I think like the the longer winded answer is being a mom. Well, one, there's so many things leading up to being a mom, right? You get pregnant and all of the changes and experiences that your body goes through after that. I mean, it's it's insane, right? It's like growing something out of nothing and that your body gets to be the vessel for that and the experiences and maybe even the um, fear around that and having to kind of overcome those mental barriers or hurdles all the time too. I think that makes you stronger, right? Um, and then giving birth, right? Like that's a, a very special experience <laughs> and it'll teach you a lot about yourself and um, just the preparation for it, the mindset training for it, the physical training for it, and then completing it. I mean, it was a high, like I've never experienced before, you know, and, and I even think about that now, like we do want to have um, another baby. And I think about that now. And while there's a lot wrapped up in it and it feels like a really big undertaking, like the overarching emotion in it is like, it's so bad at, um, and it's so just like empowering. And so I think there is an aspect of that that gets transferred over to sport. Um, like I can do anything, right? Like my body can do anything, uh, because it did this one thing. And I remember my midwives asking me, um, after I gave birth to Azariah, cause they knew I was, you know, did CrossFit and, you know, worked out hard and was an athlete. And I remember them asking me like, how does this, um, compare to CrossFit and to like working out and, and your athletic experiences. And I was like, this was so much harder than that. And like so much more, like, I just had to call on different parts of myself that I would have never called on before. And so it, it probably did awaken some different areas of, of my being, which I think is really awesome. Um, and then post 
postpartum and um, kind of the rebuild period, if you take it seriously, it can do a lot for your body. Um, and kind of being intentional about that, I think it can set a really strong foundation um, for your future. And then just the priorities, right? It shifts my priorities. And I'm a true believer in when things get really turned inward and I become very um, focused on myself and my progress and what I'm doing, I don't do as well. Um, I've always been a team athlete for that reason. Uh, it fires me up to be on a team. And so I think, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you, my kids and my family will always trump CrossFit. They will always come before CrossFit. And so I think it's good. I think it's healthy that I, it, I'm not me centered. Like, yes, I've had a lot of battles training for semifinals that I felt like I haven't given my family and my kids everything that they need because I've been investing so much in training. And that's probably something that I battle the most on the daily is like, am I giving my kids everything I need, they need from me? And am I still a bit readily available for them when they need me? Um, but I can tell you while I've been training for semifinals, my kids have gotten sick and let me tell you what suffers my training. And that's just, that is what it is. If my baby is up in the night with a fever, well, training's going to be different tomorrow because this is my priority and this is what he needs. So I think that that is a big contributing factor to success, um, for a lot of athletes in the CrossFit realm or a lot of women in the CrossFit realm after they give birth is, we are not so focused on ourselves anymore. It's it's that um, that outward focus and that shift and just the joys and gratitude of that. Like I just feel so grateful and so blessed to have these gifts that I've been given. And so I want to steward them well. And I want to demonstrate to them what being a strong mom looks like and that investing in my health is important. Um, and, and I think that they get to see that real time. So, I mean, I've got a garage, I've got stuff in my garage at my house and, um, the kids work out with me all the time. So Judah's talking and he asks me to work out all the time. And, you know, he wants to sit on the rower and pull the rower handle and, you know, all of that. So it's given me, I think it makes it less about me, which I think is very helpful for me as an athlete is when it gets focused inward and I'm, and I'm worried about my performance and all of those things, I don't perform well. But when I'm focused on the things that are important to me outside of myself, I, I tend to perform better. I think that the last couple years have been the most incredible testament to what CrossFit can do in people's lives Yeah, and, and show how, a strong, how strong a mother can be. Hmm. Totally. And all the stuff you said, I could never say as eloquently as you did. <laughs> but one thing that I, that I do know when we had our daughter, like just everyday life, you are lugging and tugging <laughs> stuff. Like you're, you're training without knowing you're training. Oh yeah. You're carrying, you're bouncing, you're, you're half quarter squatting. You're th yeah. Those diaper bags are massive. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I had that thought the other day. We live up uh, the road from my in-laws and grandparents, and it's there's a little bit of an incline to get down or to get up to our house from their house. 
And I'm, you know, constantly carrying Judah, our two-year-old up and down. And I thought about that. I was like, cause I had my arm like wrapped around him and then I was grabbing onto the other arm. I was like, sandbag workout, like, let's go. <laughs> so, so when you saw that announced, yeah. you were like, there it is. Love that workout. My two-year-old, to be clear, does not weigh 150 pounds. Um, but yeah, that I love that workout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we brought that up, you know, we know all the workouts now. Yeah. Most of these interviews I've done with the semifinalists, we had you no You haven't clue. known. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all the workouts. Uh-huh. Are you, are you ha excited? For yeah, I think, come? yes. I think that I've gone through the gamut of emotion, right? Um, because now you know exactly what you're going to thrive doing and you know exactly what is going to be a little bit harder or a little bit more challenging for you. So I, I feel like, um, they kind of trickled out, right? So it would have been really cool if they all came at once. So, so you could be like, Oh, I'm going to crush that one and crush that one. You know, and so you can kind of feel really positive about it. Um, but I feel like they kind of trickled out. So it was like, Oh gosh, like, I don't know. I can't see them all. So I don't know if I'm going to be. And, and now like, looking back on that, it's just now you don't have to question anything, right? You know exactly what's going to happen. And I feel more excited now than I was as they were sort of um, like we were about at that week mark out where it's like, I don't know, like, what could it be? And now it's like, I know exactly what it is. Um, and for me and my mindset, it it's helpful for me to know, because then I can sort of um, adjust my expectations and start to really um, hone in on some of the vis visualization things that I really appreciate doing before competition. And, um, now I know exactly what I'm, what I'm looking at and what I'm, um, going to be faced with. So I think I'm more excited than ever, um, to kind of get my hands on them and start trying them out and doing them. Um, I'm not of the variety. I don't think I'm going to like run through every workout in its entirety. Um, but there will be some that I, I'm excited to kind of do from start to finish and then, you know, see how I do in competition, but I think they're pretty cool. So you, you've mentioned that you're better when you're not inward focused, you mm -hmm. have a training partner who's going to be at semifinals with you. Yeah. And so how much, when you're looking at workouts, are you going, Ooh, that's good for me. Ooh, but that's really good for Kelly. And then do you like, do you do that when you go through, or is it just all the time. Yeah. But I'm not doing it in the sense that like, Oh, Kel's going to crush me on that workout. Like that's not it at all. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very much like, and she could probably attest to this. I probably have told her already, like, you're going to crush that workout. And it's funny because a lot of the workouts that Kelly crushes, I'm not as good at. So it just like naturally works that way. And maybe that's a positive thing for me. Right. Because instead of me focusing on, um, Oh gosh, it's, that's not a strength for me. I can focus more on, wow, Kel's absolutely going to annihilate that workout. Um, and yeah, I love that. So yes, there are workouts that I've identified um, for her that I, I know that she's just going to crush, um, which is really fun for me. Yeah, it's it's funny because we've gotten to know some people over the years and and Kelly, we interviewed before the, the Mac last year. Yeah. I was at the Mac when it all went down. Yeah. So yeah. devastated on that Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I did the math wrong in my head. I thought she was in 
And then, yeah. Didn't we all? And so like, I am rooting for her so hard this year that I, and I think it's the biggest story in CrossFit if she makes it. Yeah. The journey she's been on from 2012 to today. Yeah. Is, is amazing. Right. And yeah. It's super cool. And because I was on a team with her too, we have that, we have the team vibe as well. Um, so, you know, I was on her, she was on my regional team in 2018 and then we did the sanctionals thing together. Um, and so we've got a unique like team relationship as well with all of this. Um, so, you know, I, I did get pregnant and have a baby in the realm of some of that stuff, but I was also, uh, with baby and, you know, there to cheer on her quarterfinals workouts and, you know, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm very invested as well. So you're going to be back, back in the warm up area, in the athlete area together. Yeah. I'm assuming hanging out. Do you think that's good for both of you that you have each other to kind of like, and do you like to be loose or do you like to like zone in on what you need to do for the workout? <laughs> I think Cal and I are a little different in that regard. Um, we definitely got to see that real time during um, the open and quarterfinals. I am very much a more relaxed competitor. Um, I don't know why that is. I really like to, um, like if there are people around whom I feel like I could benefit from knowing or learning from, like nothing that I'm doing is more important than that. Um, And so, you know, like take the Titan Games thing, for instance, like, yeah, there was winning on the line, but I'm not going to be so zoned in on winning that I couldn't, you know, meet people like Kelly Stone and Margot Alvarez and Matt Chan, you know, like I'm not going to not learn from them. And then, so you look at our region, we got Ariel Lowen and um, Christine Kohlenbrander and like people that I, I think are amazing, you know? And so I'm just like, so thrilled to be there and to be just like soaking up every opportunity and every experience that I'm like, just very excited to have fun and um, just like demonstrate or, or show all the hard work that I've put in. Whereas Kel gets very zoned in. She knows this, Um, you know, she's got her headphones on. She has her routine. She's got a hell of a um, game face and she's very, you know, zoned. Um, And we're very different in that regard. So I remember at quarterfinals, Kelly would have her headphones in. She'd be ready zoned in. People would come by the gym. They'd say hi to her. And I'd be like, hi for Kelly, Um, you know, because (laughs) she's very focused. So um, I think it'll be great to have the two of us there, but we definitely have different, different ways of, of approaching competition like that. Um, And, but I think that there's aspects that will be beneficial during the time. Like we're staying together, um, you know, we'll, we'll be in close contact during that week. And I think we bring a, um, like during this training season, it's like one of us has always been in a good place. So like maybe I'm not feeling too hot one day or, you know, things are getting pretty heavy one day, like emotionally training for semifinals and Kel's like, you know, really just pulling us through it. Like she's, she's got it. She's dialed. And then some days I'm bringing the light air to the room, you know, like I'm feeling good. So I think that'll be good for um, semifinals too, you know, being able to, to have a friend who you trust and um, 
who you know has got your back and who's cheering for you and and knows all that you've experienced leading up to it. So I think it'll be good in a lot of different ways. But yes, we definitely approach those things very different. <laughs> like Kelly's got, she's got like her game face ready. And I'm just like, yeah, this is really cool. Like this is a really cool experience. And I'm looking to just soak up every aspect of it. Yeah, it, yes, I'm competitive. Yes, I'm gonna kill myself in these workouts. Yes, I'm gonna give it all I have, but we just have a very different approach to those things. Yeah. It's funny. You, you bring up Ariel because we become friends with her over the years. Yeah. Um, she's, she may have been on this show more than anybody else. Nice. And <laughs> she, she talks about how there are two groups of people in the warm up area. Yeah. There are the Kelly's and there are the use. Yeah. Right. There, <laughs> there's the group that are talking and laughing and joking and yeah. just, and that's, that's Ariel, right? She yeah. wants to just talk to everybody because she found in the year she took everything too seriously, it never worked out for her. Hmm, right. Yeah. So she learned that she needs to be loose and totally. talking to, because the stress is just too much for her. Totally. So to kind of keep her mind off all of that before she goes on the floor is the best case scenario for her. Totally. I think, I think I fall in that realm as well. I'm very much a people person. And being able to experience things with other people and, and feed off of other people's energy is, is helpful for me. And again, just like I said, I look up to these women and um, have watched their journeys. Like, shoot, I've bought these other girls semifinals jerseys because I have supported their journey for so long, you know, and and I'm I'm just in it to to soak it up and experience it and to learn from them. I think that's just going to be so amazing. So, um, yeah, being able to to spend time just growing through the experience too. I just don't want to shut myself off to that. I know that that works for a lot of people. It just doesn't work for me. Um, very, I guess, very similar to Ariel. Yeah, and you're and you've done something amazing. There's only 300 women that get to compete in semifinals. You're one of them. So rad. Yeah. And, yeah. and soak it in, right? You've accomplished something great. Uh, Jody Lynn has a question and it is how far will you travel to semifinal competition? It's not far, it, is it? No. Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask, uh, but I'm driving. So it's like a five and a half hour drive. Okay. So it's not. Too um, bad. My last question for you is Kelly has started a YouTube channel. Yes. You, you are. <laughs> are one of the co-stars in the, in those videos. Yeah. Does that, does that change your training dynamic or does it keep it loose for you in a way that you need it? Yeah. It doesn't change my training dynamic at all. I'm not very like, I'm probably the comedic relief in part of those videos. Um, because I try not to take myself too seriously. Um, like I said, I'm, this is not, CrossFit's like not first nature to me. I'm a swimmer for heaven's sakes. Like our weight coach like used to not let us do certain things because he recognized our capacity to get hurt on land. You know, like it's, it, I am, I'm not a gymnast. Like I am not, this is not first nature to me. So a lot of these things, like I'm learning on the fly. <laughs> and, um, I think that I bring a uh, softer nature to some of those things or like a, a funny air to some of those things. And I think that 
it probably shows a little bit on the YouTube channel. Uh, believe me, I take things seriously and I'm, I'm working my tail off, but I think that I probably bring a, a lighter vibe to the mix, um, you know, falling on my face and all of that stuff on the handstand ramp. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't stress me out at all. It's actually really fun. Um, and it's kind of fun to reflect on some of our training, you know, that kind of a thing, like, yeah, YouTube videos or YouTube channels are so popular now and blogging is so popular, but like, I look at that and I'm like, I can show that to my kids one day and be like, this is what I did. You know, like, these are the things that I did. And I think Azariah will just get such a kick out of that. Um, and seeing those things. So I really like it. I yeah. think it's fun. And not to mention her, um, husband is the one filming and I kind of like that guy. So. Yeah. I like Lance too. Um, <laughs> so, so two things, I suffered two concussions, both while swimming. Oh, um, yeah. Backstroke finish. Uh, nope. Not in the water on oh. the deck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was doing, uh, stretch cords, uh, oh. to loosen up and yeah. it snapped and pulled me. And I did like a break dance into the starting block. Uh, oh first. my God. And then one, I just tried to jump up and touch like a clock or ceiling thing. One time came down on wet. Uh Oh, came down on wet and back my head hit the thing. So yeah, I'll finish that story. Oh, there you are. You went, you went dark on us for a minute. I went dark. I had my phone ring. Okay. Yeah. I didn't I do the, do not on a wet thing. spot on the deck and it, yeah. my feet came out from under me hit the back of my head on the deck. Oh gosh. Yeah, that all stupid. Fun. Like both stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just swimmers, being... man. Yeah. They're not the best on yeah, land. Dumb stuff. No, yeah. no, no. Um, so, and then the, the last thing I was going to say, yeah. And I lost it. I lost it when you oh, went dark. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, um, sure. It was amazing. It was about the video. It was about the video. Shoot. About the vlog. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is cool that you've, you have documentation to show your kids the cool stuff that you do. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's amazing. And it'll be an inspiration to them someday that, hey, my mom's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can only hope. Well, man, this hour went by so freaking fast. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it. I want to thank you so much for jumping on with me. Totally. Um, it was such a delight getting to know you and I'll be in Pasadena. My you? first time in California. Oh, so, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, heading out there, um, the, that week and, uh, covering the event. So I'm sure I'll cool. get to see you. Yeah. Um, as you're competing. I'll be there with the whole kit and caboodle. Awesome. Well, okay. thank you so much, Natalie. And uh, everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>